welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. My guest is Retha Nicole. She is a business and life coach based in Birmingham, Alabama, and she is so incredible. She talks about planning for your life in a way that alleviates unnecessary stress and opens you up for more possibilities to do the things that you really love doing. We specifically talk about Sunday planning and the difference that planning ahead on Sundays can make for your whole week and ultimately your life. (laughs) Retha is a name that I've heard from so many different people that I trust that accomplish incredible things in their own lives because of her great tips. And I'm so grateful that we get to talk about Retha's motherhood journey as well as these amazing planning tips. So let's get to my conversation with Retha Nicole. All right. I'm so excited to be chatting with Retha Nicole. Hi, Retha. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? Good. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and your name comes up on more random podcasts that I'm listening to than a lot of <laughs> random names. So, your your name's getting around. I love it. <laughs> no, that's great. That's a that's the goal. That's I, a I think it seems odd to hear that, and you think, "Wow, is that bad or good?" But because of what I do and what I want, like the mission, and I want more moms to be like in the life that they love and loving it, then I'm like, well, I'm okay if I'm on podcast. It's good. Yeah. No, I think that is, that is a very high compliment because when people say, well, Retha said, or, you know, Retha was really helping me with my business or Retha was really helping me get my life together. It's like when a lot of different types of people can acknowledge you for the source of your wisdom and what you do to help them with their productivity and focus and clarity. That's great because sometimes, you know, we connect with certain types of people and or we connect just in the business world or just in momhood. But when we kind of like cross those those boundaries and just yeah. kind of reach the masses, I think that is a great sign that we're staying curious and we're staying yeah. just open to helping everybody. So I love that. Yeah. One of the things I do say often is it's such a good thing to do life with people who don't look like you. Yeah who don't look like you, who don't think like you, you can learn so much. And so there's a part of that that's race related, but there's also a part that's just like, just genuine human related. Like where you, we don't realize that our foundation, where we grow up, how we grow up plays a huge part into how we parent and how we live our life. And so seeing that from someone that you do life with, which would mean that you have some kind of closeness with, can offer you so much more, right? Mm-hmm. A whole another view. And, and listen, all kids are different. Mm-hmm. Same mom, same dad. I have three, uh, I have three boys. And so they are all wildly different. Um, and for me, that's such like an eye opener because I'm an only child. Um, to be able to see how you can have three kids grow up in the same house, same parents, and be so wildly different. So when you look at that difference, you know that you should and will have to parent them different, love them different, 
Yeah. So that's just what I, one of the things I think. Yeah. And so for people that don't know you yet, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family? Oh, yeah, sure, because we're just chatting. We're just chatting it. We're just jumping right in, which I love. (laughs) So uh, my name is Aretha Nicole, and I am a uh, wife of one, mom of three, um, uh, all boys. Um, They are, this is a big year in our house for birthdays. Um, My oldest turned 18. Uh, the middle just turned 16 and then the little guy, uh, is nine. He'll turn 10, um, this year. And, um, daily I spend uh, my day, um, seeing clients every day. Um, I'm a certified small business coach and, um, I also got certified in life because what I realized after years of coaching people in their business, that when their life gets a little tricky, then um, so does it can trickle into their business. Um, I I do that every day. My ideal client, like my customer avatar, is women. And so I see a lot of women daily. I have a stationary company separately. So in that, I formed a community. And there's um, probably about 400 women in that community. And so I deal in women a lot. And I, moms... Some aren't moms, some are empty nesters now. Mm-hmm. So I, my passion is to uh, for everyone to live the life that they were created for. And if you believe you were created for it, then you should love it because I believe God wants you to love your life. Mm-hmm. So I want to help women get there as uh, fast as I can. And um, your past doesn't define you because um, so many of us have been through so much and sometimes that's a hindrance to our growth. And so I, my, one of my other passions is to show you that your past doesn't define you and that it's not over yet. And I want to get back to the life of uh, showing our scars and talking about our struggles um, for the sake of showing each other that, listen, you too can get through this. It may not look the same. It may not feel the same. Um, but it still is a trauma or it's a suffering and I want to be the one to show you that you can get through it. Yeah. I love that. I'm a mom of four boys. So solidarity in that. Uh, Those boys. (laughs) Yes. It's so, so fun. And I'm sure that when you were, I mean, you've been a mom for 18 years now, so you figured out a lot of things and I bet you're a different mom to your 18 year old early on than you were now to your nine turning 10 year old. And you just evolve as a parent when you realize what are the things that really matter? What are the things that I need to focus on and prioritize? What are the things that I need to correct and other things that are just junk behavior that I can, you know, give a little more space to my kids just to mature? How would you say that your motherhood has evolved? How has your perspective changed? How does it look practically? What does that look like, Rita? Well, listen, it's a running joke in the house right now because the teenagers feel like the little guy is getting off really well. Um, they are joking a lot about how, oh, when I was his age, I was doing this and I was doing yeah. that. And um, so it's so funny that you say that because uh, they'll probably never listen to this. But Oh, um, come on, they, Rita. If, <laughs> if they do, they would be like, see, let me tell you how her parenting has evolved. Right. She doesn't share anymore. It, that's not true. Yeah. But um, I think um, it, it – it's evolved and grown over the years a lot because of different situations, um, because 
of different communities that I've grown in and we've moved. And so just seeing other people do it well, um, taking advice and looking at what really does matter. Like um, I say a lot, um, people that know me know that I say a lot, walk me through that. That's like my favorite. My Mm -hmm. kids know it now, so they just know. I started off saying it because I have boys. And so sometimes they do the most, like you just look and you go, what? That is so dumb. (laughs) But you don't want to say that's dumb, right? So I said forever, I used to say, just walk me through that. Tell me how you thought that was going to work or walk me through what you want to have, what you want to happen. And so good and bad, it has become a mantra. Um, If you were here in my office, um, you would see I have a sign, a neon sign in my office that says, walk me through that. Love that. And that is such a nicer way. Exactly. Like you can get to the same result of being like, what the heck? Like, what are you thinking? And then they're being defensive, right? But walk me through that shows you actually are open to then listening, right? It's It's not mom's job to come at them. It's, yep. It's that transition of, okay, I'm the listener. They're going to share now. Yeah. It's truly the openness. And so the other thing um, that's a big one for me um, is, um, giving them something on their birthday. Like they don't see it as a gift, but I do. <laughs> so um, a big thing for me that I love in parenting is giving them, what can I give you on your birthday off of my plate? So when you're six, you get an alarm clock because I'm done waking you up. Like I'm good job. I've done a great job at that. And now here you go. Um, when you are eight, I give you the gift of your laundry because I never liked laundry anyway. So, oh um, my gosh, they're they're born into another responsibility, another year, another responsibility. Yeah, and love so, it. I think that that's I don't know. I just I'm like that. That's such a good thing because when again, right? These are life lessons that taught me this as a parent. When the big boys were um, four and six. I was a single mom at that time. And so I would give them anything off my plate, anything that would help. And so they slept in the same room. And so God loving the four-year-old got a lot of stuff a lot earlier than he probably should have because he was in the room with his brother. So the alarm clock went off and they just woke each other up or one of them woke up. And so it just was a really, a real help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look back, all of us, um, most of us went to college before we married a guy who could do nothing. And you just look and you go, what's happening that you don't know how to make an egg? Like, right. what is happening that you didn't know if you put that red shirt in there, it was going to, what? what's right. happening? Right. And so that was me in college. Like, I looked at guys like, are you dressing yourself? Like, what, what's happening there? And so... Um, and, and so it just made me say, I want these boys to be, they, they're not going to be perfect. And I don't want them to be. And I just want them to be a little more responsible. Mm-hmm. I, and so I just think everything to me can be done in a baby step. And so giving them a responsibility on their birthday was like me baby stepping them into 
where they need it to be. Yeah. Well, because how many parents get to the point of launching their child out into college and being like, that summer before, oh, we got to learn how to do laundry. We got to learn how to make an egg. We got to learn how to make your bed. I've been doing a lot of stuff for you, and you don't even know how to balance a checkbook, you know, let alone the bigger things that have bigger consequences. And I think that's the thing with technology and all of these things that sometimes we're afraid to just turn over to our kids, but how do we ramp up? How do we slowly introduce them to certain things or certain responsibilities and say, hey, I trust you. Like you're old enough for this and I'm gonna help you so that it's not just like dumped on you all of a sudden and you've just gotta figure it out. It makes the conversations different too, right? So as moms, when you have to give something to them because you're so frustrated, that makes the learning process stressful for you and them. It makes the whole conversation different. It it just makes you kind of naggy and aggravated because you are, because your plate is so full. And so what would it look like to sparse that out over time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that so much. And I think probably with all the work that you've done with women, I would suspect that feeling overworked and overburdened and kind of becoming that martyr, right? That's doing all the things for all the people. I think that can get you into a deep, dark hole where suddenly it's like, I thought I was supposed to enjoy this. I thought I was supposed to enjoy motherhood. I don't have time for myself. I don't have time, let alone for anything else, businesses, hobbies, friends. It's just all about serving the people in your home. And that's not great modeling either for our kids to show that. that's really the thing is Mm -hmm. that nobody says, hey, listen, this motherhood thing is a mess. No, what, who... Who told me that this was great, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like how I feel about Disney. Everybody says, go to Disney, it's great. Go to Disney, it's great. And I'm halfway through Disney, and I call one of my girlfriends, and I said, y'all are liars. This is horrible. Like, children are crying, and it's hot, and, like, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. And so, for me, I'm like, what's the better way? Because this is torture. So why as moms do we keep torturing ourselves? There's got to be a better way. And so I think that that's what I meant in the beginning when I said we got to start sharing more and, and, and helping each other more and stop thinking that everything's a competition and you got to be the best mom. Listen, I say it all the time. I'm not the room mom. Get out of here with that. Um, it's not going to happen. I'm not making snack bags. I, I just, I'm not. Yeah. Um, And so if I share that with Rachel, she may go, oh my gosh, there's so much freedom. I'm not either. And I've been sitting here under this cloud thinking that I have to be Mm. and thinking that I'm less than because I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. You can absolutely contribute in the ways that feel right to you and let the other mothers contribute in the ways that feel right to them and all the holes will be filled. Right? Like all the slots will be filled on that side of genius. You can show up in the class or you can send in the tub of frosting. You can, you know, do this or that. And and it doesn't make you better or worse, but it just will make you a happier, more fulfilled mom when you're not completely feeling depleted and used all the time. Yeah, because you're operating in your genius. You're operating in your gift. You're operating in what serves you, what feels great to you. And then when you do have room, you can do something extra. But the problem is we never have room. We're so over capacity. And it's because there's a lot of things on our plate that should not be there. Yeah, let's talk about making room because I think a lot of the moms listening are go-getters. They're type A. They want to be extraordinary yeah. moms. And to them, they know 
it's not a perfect mom, but they know that it's somebody that's really trying their best and being really intentional. But sometimes being intentional doesn't leave much room and much margin, which I know is a word that you like to use. So how do we create that margin? How do we create the space and how do we put things back in place that are going to equal that more fulfilled life? So I think everybody knows I'm going to mention Sunday planning and, and I am, but I'm going to say this first. The best way to create the margin is to operate in your space. Stop doing things that you know you aren't gifted at. I am not talented at crafts at all. So me raising my hand to volunteer for crafts seems crazy Hmm. because I'm going to be a crazy person there. And I'm going to disappoint some kid because our crafts aren't going to look anything like anything we're supposed to be doing. So operating your space offers you margin, first of all, because your space is designed for you and it's not designed for you to do everything. That's number one. Okay. Then number two is Sunday planning. Sunday planning is my fave and um, I've been doing it before it had a name. Um, when my when I divorced my husband of the big kids, um, I just was like, depressed and sad and just so hurt by the end of the marriage and I just was like I gotta figure something out to help me make it through and so insert Sunday planning um they were three and five so you know how long I've been doing it because I just told you they're 18 and 16 Mm -hmm. and so I was like I'm gonna do things that will set me up to have a better week that's where you find the margin Um, And so the first thing I did, still do today, I knew I was wearing this on Sunday. So still do today is I pick out my outfits. And so I don't pick out theirs because they got that on a birthday. I don't pick out anybody's outfits. How old is that? So so when do they get that gift of picking out their clothes? Um, Seven. Okay. Seven, they pretty much can see what colors go together. And and sometimes they make a miss. But hey, listen, they're going to school. Not your problem. I don't care. (laughs) Um, Listen, a sidebar to that is my son in sixth grade uh yeah sixth grade because my eldest was in seventh came downstairs with red corduroys and a green shirt and my oldest has always had a great fashion sense since he was little and so he was like there's no way you're gonna let him wear that merry christmas yeah <laughs> there's no way there's no way in october you're letting yeah, him wear that. right right and i was like he's not bothering anybody let it go anyway there you go so i pick out all five outfits for the week um because i work so i see clients and i pick them out my boys they 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 have to pick their outfits out because the worst time sucker you have is in the mornings trying to figure out what to wear for women it's it it takes you on an emotional roller coaster listen we all go there we're like oh i really want this to fit i can't believe i've gained this weight time wasting Mm -hmm. or for um, moms, it's, uh, you were supposed to wear a purple shirt today? Goodness, where's a purple shirt? Time mm-hmm. wasted. Mm-hmm. So we don't do that. I, everybody picks their stuff out on Sunday. Okay. Um, the second thing I do is uh, the meals. Now, we're not on any kind of diet. I just choose a meat, a side, and a veggie, and I write it down. And I write it down, and I stick it on the fridge. Why? Because I hate the question of what's for dinner. It's on the fridge. You can see it. Not only that, but I also hate getting to the end of the day and did not take the chicken out or have no idea what we're making. And so we don't go in order. I just write it, meat, side, veggie, and we just, I we eat whatever we want on there. But it's about having the plan so you don't waste time getting frustrated at the witching hour 
of what are we going to have. And then it also helps to grocery shop from that list so that you have everything. So I order groceries and have them delivered um, as well on Sunday. And usually I have them delivered on Monday. Um, And then, so I do outfits, groceries, and then I um, look at my schedule. So this is a big one. And this is the one that makes the difference. Because looking at what the week is going to look like helps you to know, do I need help? Um, Because I'm talking about me doing this from when I was newly divorced. Am I going to have to work late? Is somebody going to have to pick the kids up? Do the kids have an activity? What does that look like? Looking at your week is crucial because that's where we find margin. Because if you look on Sunday and nobody has anything on Wednesday, oh, looks like a good time to get a pedicure. It looks like a good time to call a girlfriend and see if you want to meet at Target. Like, it looks like a good time for you to do something. But if you don't know that and you get to Wednesday, you're going to say, I'm too tired. I don't feel like doing it, blah, blah, blah. And that's when we spend less and less time on ourselves. So looking at your schedule is crucial. I do it. We have a big calendar in the laundry room. Everybody writes their stuff on there and puts their name next to it. And it just helps us to know. I spend five minutes with my husband and say, hey, did you know this, this, and this? And we just look at it um, and go from there. And then the next one that I do is I'm on social media for business. And so I write all five of my captions and put pictures with them. And then it just goes out automatically. Oh, wow. So that's on Sunday. It takes me probably an hour. Sometimes it takes longer. Like two weeks ago, it took me a lot longer because um, I was going to use the time to figure out camps for the little. Mm -hmm. And so um, that took a little bit longer, like looking at the schedule and how all of that was going to work out with vacation and stuff like that. But listen, now it's done. And Mm -hmm. I know where he's going and he's registered and all of that is done. So Sunday planning truly adds margin to your life. Again, we have 400 women in the community and you can see on my Instagram, we have a highlight. You can see all the people who say, this is a game changer. There are different parts. You don't have to do my five. You can Mm -hmm. do whatever five you want. I would highly suggest that your kids do three. My boys do three. They look at their schedule. They get their outfits. My little guy plans, does his lunch for the week, meaning all the dry ingredients. He gets Mm. all that done. So all he has to do every night is just do a sandwich. Um, So good. So those are the three for the kids. Um, But it really does add margin. It really does. And it makes you less chaotic um, knowing what's ahead. Hey, everyone. The holidays are right around the corner. And I know that a lot of you are looking for the perfect gift for your family member. Let me tell you, look no further. Skylight Frames is your answer. I gave a skylight frame to my grandparents during the pandemic, and it was a game changer for allowing them to feel connected to their family when they couldn't physically be with them. It is a digital picture frame that is so incredible. It is a great way You can set it up in under 60 seconds. You just plug it in, use the touch screen to connect your wireless network and enjoy. The great thing that I love about it is I could preload photos using a custom email address. And at any time, whether it's before I give it to them or all along the way throughout the year, I send them photos and they love seeing their great grandkids smiling in these pictures and they act like it's Christmas every single day. 
multiple people can also send these photos and so it works perfect to share with all of your family members like i said i gave it to my grandparents and also my grandpa who's now passed away and it just made me feel so much better that when i wasn't with them he could still feel like a part of our life now, as my special offer, you can get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code MOMS, M-O-M-S. That's right, to get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code MOMS. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code MOMS. Now let's get back to it with Rita. Okay, so I love so much of what you just said, but I love that the focus of those five things is that you're addressing a problem. You're annoyed by your kids asking what's for dinner. Okay, so it's not just you planning out the meals because that's step one is I know what's for dinner and I'm not gonna be stressed about making the dinner. But if the questions still bug you, what can I do to solve that component that's still a thorn in my side? Post it. They know where to look. They don't have to ask me. They can refer back to it. They can have input, whatever it is. So it's like, what is the thing that's causing you the most problem? And then solve that component of it. Because so many yes. times I think we solve part of a problem, but it's like, oh, I assign my kids to clean the bathroom. But if I never train them to do the bathroom or they don't know the steps to clean the bathroom, it will always be done poorly. And I'm always going to be disappointed. But if I keep doing the same thing the same way and don't train them, how can I expect anything different? Yeah, I think that's a big deal. Like, everyone is always amazed um, when I say that I don't do anybody's laundry but mine. And I think that people are amazed by that because it's like uh, one of the top things that moms say to me is, oh, well, I don't know if they can figure out how to get the stains out. And mm -hmm. I don't know if they can wash it properly. Listen, it took me an hour. Right. An hour. Teach them. It took me an hour to write, I washed a load and I wrote every single thing that I did down. Got it. And then I, um, and then I typed it up and posted it in the laundry room cabinet where the detergent is. So many steps, but they're children. And so I wrote every single thing down. That's an hour from, gosh, what, they're 18 and 17. 10 years ago. Yeah. I spent You're, an hour. Right. I haven't done laundry since then. Now, my little guy, I did his laundry until he was eight. And now he does it himself. And just last week, he was like, I don't feel like it. I was like, oh, me either. Right. Right. <laughs> like, it's not going to always happen perfect. They may still have a question. Um, my oldest got a grease stain on a sweatshirt that he really liked. And I just said, hey, go grab some Dawn and mm -hmm. dab it on there, let it sit, and then rewash it. And he was like, okay, great. And then it worked, and he was like, oh, that's perfect. I'm going to tell Ryan, who's my middle. Like, <laughs> yeah, tell everybody, because I'm not doing it. Like, <laughs> it's not always going to be perfect, but the point is, is that weekly, laundry is no longer on my list. Because I can wash my clothes whenever I feel like it. Right. But washing y'all's clothes is not a thing. And it's better to give that up when I am peaceful then giving it up because you asked me where your purple shirt was because it's purple shirt day and now we're all having fits in the morning and now everybody's going to school and work pissed off because it's been a bad morning right 
why do they do like orange shirt day? Like my kids don't have orange clothes generally. So like neon. I just want you to know. Tomorrow is neon day at the elementary school. And he's like, I don't think I have anything neon. To which I thought, no, you don't. No, no, because you're a normal human being. Go put on your red corduroys. (laughs) (laughs) You're wearing white. That's right. What did you pick out? He was like, I think I picked out blue because I didn't have neon. I was like, great. That sounds fantastic. That's right. It's not important. Like, right. At the end of the day, it's not really important. And we spend so much time in the morning wondering what we're going to wear. And newsflash to everyone, no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Are you exceptionally an organized person? Like, is your closet really immaculate? Like, what kind of life are we living here, Retha? I'm organized because I'm type A. I'm an Enneagram 3, so I am organized. My closet is a disaster um, most of the time because I just, it's not important. Right. Um, That doesn't help you function. Yeah. Everybody has their own laundry basket. So my laundry basket is in my closet. Um, I grew up, this is, I'm only saying this because I, my husband did not grow up this way and he thinks it's crazy. I grew up with my dresser being in my closet because I don't know why, but I did. So my dresser, his is not, his is in our bathroom, but mine is in the closet. So it's a lot of moving parts in there. It's such an, and the bigger the space, the more crazy it can be. And so yeah, it's a lot going on in there, but typically I am pretty organized. But see, I know that that doesn't matter because nobody sees it. Nobody goes in there. So it's yeah. not a thing that I'm like, oh, I got to hurry and clean that up. Yeah. Well, and it's like address the, the, the pressing issues, right? So yeah. if so, if for some person, that might be make them crazy and having an organized closet might mean everything to them. And for you, it doesn't because you put your focus on this. That means a lot to you and posting yeah, the meals, yeah. right? What so means like, a lot to me is the common areas of the house, like okay. nothing on the floor. I, the common areas need to be picked up at all times that's what means a lot to me so my kids have never had toys all over the house toys go in one room either the playroom which we don't have anymore but we used to the playroom or your room that's it yeah like there's not going to be toys everywhere because that's what means the most to me um but everything else is like yeah 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 and just setting that expectation it's like this is the norm this is where we play this is where the where the toys go absolutely so what else are you hearing from women women these days what are the pressing issues that women are facing that you are helping to solve i think one of the things that i hear a lot that i want us to do better with is women feel so by themselves Mm. they feel so alone in their walk Um, whether it's a career mom or a a mom who is home with kids all day or um, a work-from-home mom. Uh, Women feel so alone in their walk, and that always amazes me because there's so many of us, and um, people like me who do deal with women all day, we're like, there's got to be... you should be able to find a buddy because there's yeah. so many of us walking that same walk. So I think what has happened, though, in my opinion, is that social media has made us have a false sense of community. Mm-hmm. And it's right when we get into the thick of something, when we're sludging through the mud, that's when the loneliness kicks in because that's when you remember 
that you only know Jennifer from Instagram. Mm -hmm. It looks like she's walking through the same thing, but it would feel awkward to reach out to her and ask a question because you only know her through social media. And so when I say women feel so alone, I think that that's really what it is, is that they have what I call these paper dragon uh, friendships um, because you only know them on social. Yeah. So how do you bridge that gap? How do you find those women and ask the right questions in order to find those people authentically? You have to be awkward. You have to be um, vulnerable. You have to go with your gut and, and say, it feels like Jennifer is walking through this thing just like me. So I'm going to send her a DM and uh, start a conversation and mm -hmm. watch it move offline and then gain that comfort. Um, I think that when people feel that way, as adults, we've either moved to a new city or we've gotten a new job or the, the pandemic was a big kicker because everybody was at home. And so it's like, how do you do um, long distance friendship? How do you do a new adult friendship is really hard for women. And so I think you have to take the veil off and say, this is who I am. And I think you're my person. And so just start the conversation. Yeah. Um, I think you'd be better for it with that. It, it's really not as hard as we think because we all are in it in some form or fashion. Yeah. I often say create the invitation you want to receive. I think we've kind of created this culture where we're waiting for people to come to us, to notice us, to invite us. And then if we don't get invited, we feel hurt. We feel that loneliness, right? Yeah, what but I say is create it. be the friend that you're looking for yes, is looking for. That's right. That's absolutely yeah. right. And and that's a great way to find people that you, that are like you, like maybe you're a one-on-one -on -one lunch person. Maybe you're a big gatherer of people. Maybe you like walking and talking. Maybe you like sitting down. Like you can create that environment that feels most comfortable to you and invite people into that space. And that's yeah. where you're really going to thrive too because you're in control of that. Because you're in control of it and you are doing what you want to do instead of being forced to do what someone else wants to do. Yeah. I have watched so many people have Friendsgiving and I wanted it so much. And so this year I was like, well, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to have Friendsgiving. And so I did and everybody loved it. And yeah. everybody that came said, I've always wanted to do this or I've always wanted to be invited. And so that's the thing. I've always wanted to have Galentine's because we the world makes you think that Galentine's is just for single women, but it could be for anyone. It's a great time to gather as girlfriends and have time. I did that. I'm like, I, we have to do what we want to do and invite those along with us, and people love it. Yeah. Another thing I hear from women is they struggle with when seasons change in their life, and maybe you know their last child is going to kindergarten. They have all this new free time, or you know they're an empty nester now, and now what do I do? Maybe you know th them and their husband have been ships passing in the night, living these parallel lives, and it's like, how do we come back together? So, what advice do you give to women who who are in those seasons of transition that are trying to be like, what is next? Yeah, I think. I think one of the issues is that we want to know and we're not like God's in control. So first of all, go there. Second, I think 
that we're so scared to move through the transition because are the people that I love so much going to go with me? Mm. Am I going to lose? Right. We're very fearful of that. So we don't want to walk in that transition, but nothing that you lose won't come back. So if you lose time with a friend who's not transitioning with you because she still has kids at home and your kids are gone, there is a woman out there who is walking the same line as you. And that is what you need. So go after what you need. It doesn't mean that this friendship over here is over. It just means that it may take a different place in your life. But at all times, we should be walking towards what our heart needs the most. Mm. And I think that transition, um, fear we are so fearful of it because we want to do what our heart says, but we're very scared to do it because we may lose. You yeah. will not lose anything that is designed for you. Oh. Yeah, I love that. And I don't think many of us identify that fear. We feel the fear or it's masked by something else and it's coming out a different way. But what's that root? A lot of times it is it is fear that's keeping us from evolving and being willing to change into something that could be even better. And and definitely, you know, God ordained that it, that's yeah. the next thing for us. And you have to name it. So sure. naming the fear is crucial. Most of us want to figure out why we're doing this. And we want to go there so fast. And I make clients and, and women in the community step back and go, no, let's name why we feel this way first. Because feelings are fickle, first of all. And so let's name it. Naming the fear, naming the discomfort makes you keenly aware of it. And once you're aware of something, you're more apt to change it. Mm-hmm. When it's still hidden, you'll let it be hidden and you'll pretend that it's something else. Yeah. Got to name it. So Good. So why do women work with you? What kind what kind of woman would benefit from t- some type of life coaching? Obviously if they have a business, you know, you do small business coaching as well. Who who are you meant for? And and maybe somebody's thinking, "Oh gosh, I want more from Rita. Where can people yeah. find you and and what do you offer these women?" So Instagram is my jam. That's how you can find me. I'm on Instagram as Rita Nicole. Um, and then my website too. You can definitely reach out to me there. Um, but I'm the only person in my DMs. Um, my assistant does read the emails, but I read the DMs. Um, that's how you can find me. If you think that you want to work for me, like I, I, I have male clients too, but I'm just going to tell you my ideal avatar. So my ideal avatar are women 33 to 55 who um, feel stuck, who um, had a life thing happen and now they just can't come back, right? They see it and they know that they should, but they just need um, a little accountability to help them keep going because they've tried it on their own, but then they keep stopping, getting stuck, life keeps happening, things like that. And that is women that I work with all the time. And so that's why it works in business too, right? Because these women are very disciplined, very driven, but life hit them with a gut punch. And they're just like, yeah, I know that I got to keep going. I just don't know how. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And that can apply to so many different life circumstances. So I think that's what's so amazing what you do. Well, I'll link to everything at extraordinarymomspodcast.com because yeah, you just need that person sometime in your corner to hold hold you accountable, give yep. you some new food for thought. But so many times it's just bringing out what you know is inside you, but just helping you to, to bring that out. Rita, this yeah. has been such a great conversation. I always ask my guests one final question, and it's okay. this. 
what would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Um, I think I would tell myself pre-motherhood that it's going to be a wild ride, but you're going to love it. At the core, you're going to love it. It's going to be hard. It's going to get messy. It's, it's, it's going, it's not at all going to be picture perfect, but man, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And if you stay true to you, you'll love it even more. Fantastic. Thank you, Rita. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and what you've taken from working with so many women. I'm sure you've, you've learned a lot along the way too, from just having these incredible conversations. Staying curious is a huge part of it. I love yeah. it. Thank you so much for your time and enjoy Thank your day. Thank you so much. Bye. I'm so grateful to Reetha for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. I'll link everything at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist3. We'll see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.